Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast presented by SportsEthos.com. I'm your host, Mike LaFemina. Today we will be reviewing my cash week seven cash game lineup and doing a live look ahead to week eight pricing. Before we get into that, I want to remind everybody with NBA basketball returning tomorrow. Yes, that's right. Tomorrow, the NBA streets are back up and running. That is the bread and butter of SportsEthos.com and everything we have to offer. My recommendation would be the Ethos 360 bundle. $22 a month gets you everything that SportsEthos has to offer. That includes the Fantasy Pass. That includes the Wager Pass. That includes the DFS Pass, where you can get my work for NFL, PGA, access to the Discord. I'm in there answering questions for showdown slates, main slates. You name it, we are got it covered at sportsethos.com. Alrighty, so we were able to return back to winning form in week seven for the our head-to-head matchups overall for the week. We were able to have a record of 32-18. and 18. That is a 64% win rate. Bringing the year-to-date record to 167, 154, and 1 for a win rate of 52%. If you are new to the show this week, what we will be doing is reverse engineering all the decisions that went into my cash game lineup, why I chose the players that I did, and then evaluating those decisions because it's important Every week, take a little time, reflect on your decisions, see if there's any room for improvement, ways you can improve your process, and just become a better DFS player overall, right? Some weeks you're going to play poorly, but the results will show you a win. Some weeks you're going to play great, you're going to get some unlucky bounces, and you're going to show a losing record. So it's important to, like I said, take a step back. Evaluate what you did. If you're happy with the decisions that you made, then that's all you can really ask for because good decisions will lead to winning lineups over the long haul. You can't get caught up in one bad week 
one great week. We are in this for the long haul. Without further ado, let's get into the week seven lineup. We started at quarterback with Geno Smith at $6,000 going against the Arizona Cardinals. Netted us 15.7 DraftKings points. His running back teammate, Kenneth Walker, at $7,000 for 16.1 DraftKings points. Jerome Ford, running back for the Browns, at 17.4 points and a price tag of $5,100. Josh Palmer for $4,800 and 21.3 DraftKings points. Cooper Cup. $9,500, 6.9 DraftKings points. Nice. Zay Flowers, $5,700, 11.5 DraftKings points. Luke Musgrave of the Green Bay Packers at the tight end position for $3,300 and 7 DraftKings points. Isaiah Pacheco in the flex at $6,100 and 16 DraftKings points, and the Chiefs' defense, $2,400 and 10 DraftKings points, bringing the total to 121.96 points. Overall, I was pretty happy with this lineup. Some things went better than others. Um... But from a decision-making standpoint, I'm pretty happy with everything. So we'll start at quarterback. I wrote about Geno Smith to begin the week. Saturday and Sunday, I started to vacillate. Am I going to go potentially Russell Wilson getting a decent matchup, who hasn't been that terrible from a fantasy perspective? He was only $5,400. Was I going to consider Jordan Love in that same matchup going against the putrid Broncos defense for $5,800? Deshaun Watson, once we got the news that he was going to play, it's not like Indy has a very uh, scary defense, especially in the secondary. They've gotten carved up quite a few times. He was only $5,700. That was pretty much everyone I was considering. If you want to argue for Patrick Mahomes at 8,300, I wouldn't have talked you out of it. However, I just think that there were not a whole lot of spend-up options for studs this week. And I really wanted to make sure that I had the money for the one that I felt was going to be in the best position to smash. And that was Cooper Cup at 9,500. We'll get on more of that in a little bit. But if I wanted to play Mahomes, it was really tough to also play him with Cooper Cup. And I didn't think the gap between Mahomes and whatever lower level quarterback that I selected would be enough to really, really, really make a difference. Now, I thought he was a fantastic tournament play. I did have a Mahomes-Kelsey tournament stack, 
unfortunately paired them with the wrong rest of the lineup so that it wasn't maximized. But regardless, so I landed on Gino for a couple reasons. I just don't trust Jordan Love yet. The first couple weeks, we saw some some really positive signs from him. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. And ever since then, it's been kind of blah. And even though the matchup was so tasty going against that Broncos defense, I just, for cash, I want to go with somebody that I know can get there. And Jordan Love's just not that guy right now. Uh, he may be towards the end of the year, but right now, I don't think I can get I can get there. Um, same same for Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen Deshaun Watson play good football except for one week this year in like three years, and it's just. It's always something. There's something going on with them. I'm not interested in playing Deshaun Watson unless it's in a showdown slate type situation for season long, for main slate DFS purposes. You can consider me out on Deshaun Watson for the for the time being, unless he's like the minimum. Then I'll consider it. But for now, no thank you. And that left me with Russell Wilson versus Geno Smith. The extra 600 to get up to Geno from Russell Wilson. Uh, You know, I had them projecting pretty similarly, pretty similar upsides. I just couldn't find anything that great with the savings that you got from Russell Wilson to really make the difference there. So I went with Gino at 6,000. Just thought there was a slightly higher ceiling with Gino in that matchup. And I just trust him. I, I think he had a safer floor as well. So it went slight edge to Geno Smith there. At the running back position, there was only four or five guys I was really considering. Kenneth Walker was just in a smash spot, smash click, $7,000. He was non-negotiable. Then it came down to the Isaiah Pacheco's, the Jerome Ford's, the Josh Jacobs, and the Jameer Gibbses of the world. When Roshan Johnson got ruled out on Sunday morning, I could have been talked into Foreman, especially going against Vegas. He had an okay workload last week when he got the spot start. Obviously, if I had known ahead of time that he was going to score three touchdowns, he would have been in there. Um, And I really anticipated playing Josh Jacobs coming into the week. But 
I landed on Pacheco and Ford for the savings and getting up to a couple of mid-tier guys that I want to get to. Um, and to get up to Kenneth Walker, in all honesty. I wanted to make sure I had the money for Kenneth Walker and I had the money for Geno Smith. Sorry about that. Josh Jacobs just really hasn't proven it this year. He's been in a couple great spots in a row and it just hasn't happened. Um, I don't know where we go from here with Josh Jacobs. He's going to be reasonably priced, maybe even a little underpriced. But the results just aren't there. The volume's there. There's no one really competing with him. It's just a mess with the Raiders right now. It's just a mess. So really the decision came down to Pacheco versus Gibbs. And I was just a little hesitant on Gibbs going into Baltimore, coming off an injury. The Lions on the road, even though they proved to be pretty good last week, I just am lower on them on the road versus Pacheco getting that home matchup against the Chargers, who's a way less formidable defense. Then Baltimore. Now Gibbs did get there, but for a long portion of that game, it was not looking good for Mr. Gibbs. He did get there in junk time, which I'm surprised he was still even on the field at that point. Um, you could say the same for Pacheco. Pacheco was really not having that good of a game. Ended up getting into the box late and salvaging the day. Um, and I. I just felt like Pacheco had a safer floor, which in cash is what we are aiming for. Landed on Jerome Ford. I I was I thought the price was good in a good matchup against Indy. Thought they could run more with Deshaun Watson coming back off the shoulder issue. Uh, now Ford ended up getting hurt. And got a bulk of his points on one, I think it was a 70-yard touchdown run right off the bat. So, to be determined if that ended up being actually the right play. But, given the matchup, the price, if I had to do it all over again, I think I would pick those three running backs with more consideration for Foreman, but that's easier to say in hindsight since he scored three touchdowns, and that's not the way we ought to think about things. Wide receiver was pretty straightforward for me this week. Palmer was an easy click at 4,800. I thought he was too cheap operating as the number two in this Chargers offense. The Chiefs' defense is a lot better than Chiefs' defenses of years past, especially against the wide receiver. They have not been fantasy-friendly. Uh, but I just thought 
Chargers would probably be in a trailing game script. And we've seen Palmer continue to get the volume when Mike Williams and or Keenan Allen is out. Obviously, Mike Williams is out for the season. So Palmer was a pretty easy click for me, as was Cooper Cup. As I mentioned earlier, there wasn't a lot to spend your money on this week with buys and some premium primetime matchups. So at the wide receiver position, it was Diggs versus Cup. Diggs was a no from easy no for me in cash games. More of a GPP play given the matchup against New England and what they do against top wide receivers. Keenan Allen was in consideration at 8,600. Devontae Adams was complaining about targets all week, so you knew they were going to funnel a little his way. But the real decision was, do I spend up my 9,500 for Cooper Cup, or do I spend 8,000 on Travis Kelsey at tight end? I chose Cooper Cup. Given that decision, I'd probably pick Cooper Cup eight out of ten times. Obviously, Kelsey went bonkers, and Cooper Cup left a lot to be desired, uh, only getting two catches for 29 yards. But Pittsburgh's secondary has been a mess coming into the season. Obviously, Kelsey was in a great spot as well. Um... Look, it was tough. It was a tough decision. But if I knew we were going to get, obviously, a bottom-of-the-barrel performance from Cooper Cup, then we wouldn't have done that. And I don't even think it was that likely of an outcome. I did not. I expected his floor to be a little higher than that, given what we had seen since coming back from injury. I don't regret the decision. I would do that. I would do it again. Um, And then Zay Flowers at 5,700. I was considering Marquise Brown. What was he at? I believe he was at 5,300. Decent matchup going against Seattle. He's been getting a good bulk of the work, but he just continues to disappoint. Like It seems like Marquise Brown is in a smash spot every week, and it just never comes to fruition. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, once DK Metcalf got ruled out, was a potential pivot and was only 3,900. But once I had Zay Flowers locked and loaded, um, he was already going to play. I could have dropped Palmer down to Smith and Jigba, but there wasn't anybody that I could have moved up for. Because I had Musgrave in at tight end. He was 3,300. But... Wasn't going to afford to get to Kelsey. Mark Andrews had already played. 
uh, Cole Komet had already played. Dawson Knox and Kincaid had already played. The Atlanta guys had already played. Derek Waller had already played. So, and then on defense, the Chiefs were 2,400. But the Ravens at 25 had already played. Um, wouldn't have had enough money to get up to the Seahawks. Um, the Giants had already played. So there wasn't, unless I just thought uh, JSN was going to straight up outscore Palmer, that's the only reason I would have done it. I considered it, considering the matchups. Uh, but then I was a little uncomfortable having three Seahawks in my cash game lineup. Um, not that I didn't think Seattle, I mean, they underperformed compared to my expectations, what I had for them. But overall, JSN got there. He was good. Um, but I decided to stick it out and ride with Josh Palmer. Uh, the Zay Flowers play real quick, you know. He's assumed that number one role in this offense. Uh, you could argue Mark Andrews is actually the number one, but they're expanding Zay Flowers' role. They're expanding his route tree. He's not just getting stuff by the line of scrimmage. He's getting some deep targets, too. I'm just super high on Zay Flowers' rest of season, his fit in this offense. Uh, Lamar clearly trusts him. He gets the volume. So 5,700 is an easy click for me. Uh, Kristen Watson was kind of in consideration as well at 5,600. Again, great matchup. It's just he's a little too boom or busty for me to ever rely on in cash, especially with the inconsistencies that I mentioned previously with Jordan Love. So... All in all, happy with landing on Palmer, Cup, and Zay Flowers, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, JSN, and Marquise Brown were all in consideration. Tight end, there was really only two choices for me. It was pay up for Kelsey, and once I decided to spend that money on Cooper Cup instead, that led me to Musgrave at 3300 Great matchup. Um, little less more boomer bust than Christian Watson. Way less boom, but also less bust. Um, safe target for Love to go down and check down to. Um, you could have talked me into Trey McBride at 2,600, but Zach Ertz is still lingering around in that offense. Reasons unbeknownst to me. Uh, Michael Mayer has started to pick up targets. He was at 2,700 in a pretty good matchup with a backup tight end. Um, the Atlanta guys got a little too expensive for my taste. Uh, the Buffalo guys, it's just tough to know which one is going to go off in a certain week. So in this range, I thought Musgrave had the best matchup and had the best 
potential to not put up a goose egg for me. Um, there wasn't really the money to get to Andrews either. Um, I did have a Lamar and Andrews Zay Flowers double stack, which of course I did not put the right pieces around. Again, I squandered in my tournaments the two best stacks to have, which is a little sickening. But this is cash game review, and we that's all in the past. That's all in the past. Um, so yeah, Mus- Musgrave was was the easy decision once I decided to forego Kelsey for Cooper Cup. Uh, for defense, in my article, I had written up the Giants. Once I decided Cup was the priority and Gino was the priority, and I didn't want to do a double punt at the remaining two wide receiver positions, um, the Chiefs were just the easier natural fit. I did mention the Chiefs in the article, but the write-up was on the Giants. And it's as bad as the Giants has been on defense. Look, they got a pick six against Miami last week. But it was more so the matchup with Sam Howell and his historic rate of getting sacked, which continued on Sunday. A mixture of Sam Howell holding on to the ball too long, that offensive line. It's just an easy, easy click on defense, whoever's playing the commanders that week. Ultimately, though, as I had mentioned, I landed on the Chiefs. I thought it was a perfectly fine matchup. Kind of the same theory as the Browns last week at 2200. Little scary of a matchup going against a good offense. 49ers offense is better than the Chargers offense. They're less likely to make mistakes. We've seen Justin Herbert make mistakes in the past. He's prone to a few sacks here and there. But like the Browns, I just am confident in this Chiefs defense being just a good defense overall. And when you can get a good defense at a cheap price, that's always going to be something that appeals to me. The Ravens at 2,500 were also very appealing. Um, but in the end, I opted for the Chiefs. The Ravens obviously went pretty nuclear. Um, but if you're in the game of projecting defensive touchdowns, uh, Send your information my way because I would love to hear that. Like, there's no there's no information out there on predicting defensive touchdowns because it's just so random. And I cannot stress this point enough. Defense and special teams in DFS is random. It's the most volatile. There were so many people that I went against last week. That paid $4,000 for the Bills just because it was the Pats, or $4,200, excuse me. And it's just, I cannot do it. I cannot pay for it. Uh, Expensive defense, no matter how juicy the matchup sounds, it's just 
it never gets there. And if it does, I'll pay the price of getting beat by them. So to recap, we had Gino, Kenneth Walker, Jerome Ford, Josh Palmer, Cooper Cup, Zay Flowers, Luke Musgrave, Isaiah Pacheco, and the Chiefs defense for 121.96 DraftKings points. Decent week overall. Happy with the process. Um, nothing I would really take back. And looking forward to a winning week next week if all goes well we will quickly do a look ahead to week eight we get quite a good amount of main slates action this week 13 games we are up to there are no buys for week eight or week 12 for that matter the only teams we lose for primetime affairs we do not get the buccaneers or the bills so no josh allen no mike evans chris godwin rashad white and company no stefan diggs they are playing thursday night football sunday night matchup is the bears and the chargers and monday night is the Raiders and the Lions. So we get Jalen Hurts. We get Travis uh, Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. We get Lamar Jackson. We get Tua. So this is going to be, we get the Cowboys stuff. We get Joe Burrow and company. We get the 49ers. So it's going to be an interesting look at the pricing. We will run through this a little quicker than normal. Um, So Mahomes, Hertz, and Jackson all roam above 8,000. All are in great matchups. Mahomes goes to Denver. Hertz goes to Washington. Lamar Jackson is in Arizona. I find it hard to believe that people are going to spend down at quarterback next week. Now, we'll see what the pricing is for everything else, but those are three excellent matchups, three very high ceiling guys, and three pretty reasonable prices. Um And it should be pretty spread out in ownership. I don't see the field condensing on just one of those guys. Um, Below that, you get Tua, 7,700, and then nobody below above 7,000 other than that. Cousin Stafford, C.J. Stroud, Lawrence at 6,200 going against Pittsburgh. Could be a lower-priced option. Um, bum, 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 bum. Minji, Sam Howell, Ritter's only $5,100 going to Tennessee. Yeah, there's nothing too appealing 
as far as the lower priced options, you know, Russell Wilson gets a t- difficult matchup against Kansas City. Tyrod Taylor gets a difficult matchup against the Jets. Um, yeah. Hmm. Gino gets a difficult matchup at home against the Browns. Maybe people try and talk themselves in the Jordan Love at home against Minnesota. Only 5,700 again, but as I mentioned earlier, not for me. Running backs, McCaffrey at 9,200. Saquon at 8,000 going against the Jets. And we get Roheem Moster as the third most expensive running back going against New England. Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Kamara getting a boost up to 7,300. ETN. Coming in at 7,200, Travis Etienne coming in at the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th most expensive running back. Seems like a mistake to me. Um, like, why is he $400 than less than Derrick Henry? Hmm. Unclear. Um, let's see here. Some potential... Ju- Pacheco, same price as last week, going against Denver. That is appealing. Uh, Gus Edwards and Alexander Madison in the mid-fives. No, Najee Harris, Tyler Algier. Nothing yet from... A value that really pops out to me, taking a quick look at this. Obviously, some value was will pop up as the week goes on. Uh, if Miles Sanders gets ruled out, Chuba Hubbard at 4,800 at home against Houston could be a consideration there. Um, you know, Hunt and Ford are priced right next to each other. Joe Mixon is at San Francisco. So that's kind of a tough click. Brees Hall at 4,900 going against the Giants could be an option. So Pacheco at 6,100 is probably my favorite play looking real quickly. Uh, Cooper Cup gets a $500 discount down to 9,000 going against Dallas. Uh, I'd be inclined to go back to Cooper Cup. He obviously didn't have a great week. Cowboys are a pretty tough matchup, obviously, but Cooper Cup's pretty matchup proof. Um, Tyreek Hill going against New England at 9,500. What to do with that? Um, Chase and A.J. Brown, only $8,000 at Washington. There's going to be a lot of hurts A.J. Brown stacks next week. So don't think you're being tricky or sneaking up on anybody with that. <clears throat> Man, Puka's 7,900. They're really keeping his price up. Deservedly so. He's getting just a amount of work as Cup. So uh, Ayuk at home against uh, Cincinnati for only $7,000 is appealing. Uh, if you think the Devonta Smith breakout game is coming, 6700 is a very fair price. 
Chris Olave for only 6,400. Man, I really want Olave to pop. He's had a few good games, but he hasn't had that that one game, right? Um, mostly because Derek Carr stinks. But um, let's see here. Christian Kirk is only 5,900. So is T. Higgins. He's actually priced above Calvin Ridley now. Calvin Ridley all the way down to 5,800. Um, do, 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 do. Zay Flowers is a hundred dollars cheaper in Arizona for fifty six hundred. That's gonna be tough to pass up. Uh, I may be going right back to the Zay train. Going down, Deontay Johnson continues to be one of the best target earners in the league. We saw him have no issues coming back from his hamstring injury this week. He's only $5,000. It's not like Jacksonville's defense is the Legion of Boom. Uh, Going down. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Nothing really sticking out in the 3,000s again. 3,000s have been tough lately. Like, we've gotten maybe Wandell Robinson at 3,700. Maybe Robert Woods at 4,000. If Deshaun Watson plays, Elijah Moore is too cheap at 4,100, given his ability to earn targets from Watson. Uh, tight end, I expect it to be pretty similar dynamic. Kelsey, 8,400, man. That's pricey, but it might be worth it. It might be worth it. Uh, Andrews at 64 and Hawkinson at 62. Then we drop down to Kittle, Waller, and Goddard. Goddard's been producing nicely the last few weeks. He's only 4,600. Going down, he's priced right next to Ingram at 45, so that may end up being a decision of which way you want to go there. And then it's just the usual suspects in this low 3K, upper 2K range. Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas, uh, Musgrave, Jonu Smith. So I tend to spend down at tight end. Probably will again this week. Uh, But we'll see. Finally, let's round out with the defenses, the Eagles. <laughs> right as I said, going against Washington is an auto click. They are 4,300. Uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Cash tournaments, you want to do it? By all means. Um, who are some cheapies here that we could get down with? Green Bay at home against Minnesota for 2,700. Uh, the Rams going against Dallas for 2,400, maybe. Falcons going against Tennessee for 2,900 is certainly, certainly a thought. Cleveland going against Seattle for 3,000. Sure, I could get into that. I could get into that. Yeah, um... Pats being the stone minimum at 2,000 going against Miami. Probably no, but 
you know, I could be talked into that for tournaments. Okay, I think that will do it for this week. Nice little recap of the week seven cash line. A little preview for week eight. Be on the lookout for everything at Sports Ethos this week with the NBA returning. No PGA this week, so there will be no article for me. Cash that Colin Maher Cower, 12 to 1. That was nice. That was the second outright hit in PGA. This fall season, sixth overall one for the calendar year of 2023. So please, please, please pump up that PGA article when you see it come out next week. And later in this week, I will return with Keith on Friday night to go over our week eight thoughts. And the DFS delivery article should be out usually late Friday, early Saturday. Going to try to aim for later in the afternoon on Friday. Once again, my name's Mike LaFemina. I can be found on Twitter at MLafem10. Give me a follow. I'll drop some additional information on there as the week goes on. Thanks for joining, and let's keep making some money.